0: Welcome to Focus on Women, a platform we created to help support all women in the photography and video arena. From photographers and directors to producers and creative directors, stylists to assistants and more. Our mission is to give women a seat at the table and involve them in community through networking events, workshops, mentoring, and mentorship. You are listening to season three of our podcast. I never thought we would get here. Thank you to all who made it happen mostly our fabulous producer, Shelley Waldman. Please keep listening and tune in. Every Thursday we launch new episodes. Thanks. Hi, this is Tracy Tarek. I'm the founder of Focus on Women, and today's guest is Jen Parameter. Did I say that? Parameter. She's the Director of Photography and Creative Services at Found Artist, and Found Artists is an online directory for photographers, illustrators, and reps, connecting art buyers, creative directors, and producers to those talents um, through their website, as well as offering some portfolio reviews. Jen is an amazing wealth of knowledge in the world of photography and a fantastic networker who has a knack for putting talent and ideal clients together. I'm thrilled to get a chance to chat with her and hope that you will enjoy listening to her story. Welcome, Jen.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Happy to yeah. be here. Good to have you. So I don't know a lot
0: about your journey um, to how you got to being, what you, or, yeah, being in the role that you are with found artists. Mm-hmm. So what, let's just start You know, in college. What did you study in college and where did that take you?
1: So, well, I remember watching um, this Jennifer Aniston movie called Picture Perfect back in the day. And she worked for this advertising agency and she was coming up with a Golden's Mustard ad. And I decided right then and there in high school that I wanted to go to school for advertising. Uh, So I knew I wanted to be in a city. I had to be in a city. I was not a campus girl. Uh, So I applied to Emerson College in Boston and I went and I studied marketing and advertising. Um, But funny enough, my. (laughs) End of my freshman year, uh, we were all down by the Charles River, and as college students do, you know, we were uh, smoking some pot and taking some mushrooms. And uh, a friend of mine handed me his camera and said, "Hey, you know, just check this new camera out that I got. What do you think?" And I spent the rest of the day photographing, using his camera. Just, <laughs> I just fell in love with photography and didn't, I I just was like, where has this been all my life? Um, (laughs) So from there, I I started actually enrolling in photography classes at school. And so I ended up with a major in marketing and advertising and public relations, which is now uh, actually a different name now. It's like integrated marketing communications now. Uh, And then I minored in photography and visual arts. So I kind of came out of school knowing that I, I wanted to be in this world. Right. Right. And then where did you look for your first job? Well, I lived in LA at the time and I did start at an advertising agency at a really small boutique agency called the Miller Group. And uh, I was brought on, you know, uh, to, to work on this account called Sport Eve. It was an all women's athletic boutique. So I was like, yeah, I'm game. This is, this is right up my alley. Um, but I was only there for three months before the client decided that she was going to go another direction, work with another agency. And so I I kind of parted ways with them at that time, just as an agency loses accounts, they lose the people they hire. Um, But during that time, I became more privy to the idea of of how agencies work with artists. And I was like, I don't want to be on the agency side. You know, I have so many talented friends from college, photographers, filmmakers, and they started introducing me to more people. And, And so I started just kind of going down those, those rabbit holes and, eventually I was introduced to this car photographer named Bob Stevens through one of my friends. Um, and I became his in-house kind of rep studio manager, Jack of all trades. I just studied under his rep and I studied under his studio manager and learned how to effectively market his work essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, and I was there, I was there from the time I graduated in 2006 with that excluding that short stint at the agency <laughs> until, uh, 2008 when the the three big car companies went under and we right. all kind of scrambled at the time. We're like, what are we going to do? Right. Uh, and that was the point, uh, you know, where I moved back to the East coast where my family's from. And I just got in touch with everyone. Uh, Allegra Wilds was one of the first people I reached out to doubt. She remembers me, but I was like, Hey, you know, I just moving to New York. I want to be an agent. I think, um, Yeah, I just I interviewed with a lot of rep agencies, uh, Cake Factory, Anderson Hopkins, and um, I ultimately ended up with Greenhouse for the first three years of my New York life. Right. So that was great, just representing photographers of all different genres. Um, From there, I went to I actually did go to Anderson Hopkins after that. Um, Yeah, that's kind of that's that was kind of the end of my repping journey, though. Right. And what prompted the end? I really saw the shift. I really saw the shift coming in representation agencies. There were so many amazing talent, talented uh, photographers and illustrators and artists, and there just weren't enough agents to represent them all. Um, so I really had an interest in partnering with boutique reps and partnering with artists to help them, you know, to be able to market more photographers, market more people, help these boutique agents, you know, more effectively market their rosters. And, and so I became a consultant and I, and I did a lot of that. I worked with people like Doug Troop and Sherry Riyad, um, and they introduced me to many people. And I, while they were you know, effectively estimating and negotiating jobs and traveling and sharing work, I was partnering with some of their artists to help them do their own individual marketing. I was doing some of the marketing for the agency itself. And I did that until Found landed in my lap about five years ago. Yeah.
0: And exactly. how did Found... How did they find you?
1: So um, through consulting, the owner of Found uh, also owns Agency Access. And Found was kind of at this place where it was just this portfolio site that was sitting there and not doing much. Um, And Keith is really great at empowering people around him to use their skills and expertise to, to build the the companies that he wants, you know? So he basically came to me and, uh, Lynn Kyle, who's formerly a art producer at, uh, Leo Burnett in Chicago, among many other amazing agencies. And also someone I had worked, uh, worked with when she was a freelance producer. Uh, she used to produce a lot of the jobs for our photographers at greenhouse. So, uh, he came to us and, you know, he was like, "We, we need to revitalize this platform. What do you think is missing out there? You know? And, I can't speak badly about any platform. Coming from being an agent, I, I really championed Workbook and Laybook and At Edge, and I still do. You know, I think it's so important to be listed in as many places as possible to be found. But I did want our our platform to be a little bit different, um, so we kind of established this hybrid marketing representation agency, um, and, and Keith really let us kind of run with that idea. Um, and the idea was that we wanted to be able to show establish talent, and make sure that we were introducing their work to all of the new incoming art directors and art producers, and, and keep them relevant. And we wanted to showcase the best emerging talent, and make sure we were showcasing those people to uh, showcasing those people uh, to creatives in the industry who've been around for a while and maybe default to the same people all the time. Sure. Um, as well as you know, new people who just want to know who's new and out there. Uh, so we came up with this idea to be you know, cost effective, uh, invite only, um, and really proactive in the way that we promote our platform. We wanted to, you know, act as agents. Um, I tell people, the more you keep in touch with me, the more opportunities I have to share your work. You know, there's, there's no secret to how we, how we do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. that's what I love about uh, Found. I feel like, um, I, like this, I like the feeling that it's not thousands of names on a, in a portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels a little bit more selective, which is nice. How many people now do you think you
1: have total? We have about 702 total. Um, uh, about 50 of those are illustrators. You mm-hmm. know, we had a lot of uh, creatives asking us for illustration at the portfolio reviews we were doing. So we decided to open up that category and we've, we've been able to attract some really amazing artists, hopefully more. Um, and now we're actually looking to launch a director division in early fall. Um, so we're very excited about that. So we don't ever want the platform to be, you know, overloaded with too many people to, to not effectively help your search. But we do want to offer a really well-rounded group of individuals from different geographic locations, as well as different categories of photography. Um, sure. And of course, Women in Focus, you know, I, this has been my, my, my 2020 goal pre-COVID was <laughs> to make sure that we were bringing on more women voices, more diverse cultural voices. Um, Just so it's always been important to me to showcase in our email correspondence and creative correspondence, you know, an equal number of men and women and, and, and make sure that everyone's being promoted equally and on the merit of their creativity and vision. You know, oftentimes we don't know going into it, you know, if someone's male, female, you know, black, white, orange, green, we don't, we don't know those things. We just know. That they have an awesome port- uh, portfolio and a really distinctive eye.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And have you seen a shift? Do you get more female photographers reaching out to you in the last couple
1: of years, or what? Is I'm a part? very proactive, annoying human being, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and a little self deprecating, I suppose. Uh, no, but <laughs> I um, I really go after them. I find the people I yeah. want to work with. We build lists. I have a great team around me searching for people, and and we do. We go through a verification process for found. So when we find someone, we, it goes through three photo editors. We all make sure we're on the same page. Um, and so I, I I do reach out a lot just on my own. You know, my, my main job at found is to scout and onboard new talent and then promote those talent to creatives. Yeah, that's great. That's great.
0: Um, and what, what, if any kind of experiences have you had and through those different careers where you felt like, someone really it was about your networking capability or maybe it was word of mouth or you know because I feel like you're you know the role that you're in you meet so many people and you're really good at networking and putting people together but before you got to found was there something you know do you think that that came about from something um from one of your jobs or a mentor or somebody huh
1: I feel like I've had so many wonderful mentors in my life, you know, starting in college, you know, Lauren Shaw, my photography professor, you know, who, who taught us all about different ways of seeing. Um, And then Robin Dichtenberg, you know, I I worked with her and Gary Hurwitz for three years, and they really taught me the business side of things really well. Um, Oh, God, and even predating that, you know, who taught me my people skills? It was, Bob Stevens' wife slash rep, LG, LG Stevens. <laughs> oh, God, she was just, she was this person who we would go and visit, say, Angie Murray at Saatchi at the time or, or you know, Karen, um, Karen Youngs at Shyatt Day at the time. And she just knew everything about them. She had this just database in her head of people. She would know their kids' names, their birthdays. And so she actually was a big influence to me on how to authentically connect with people, because let's face it, as reps, we go out all the time and you don't always just jive with someone or have something in common, but you can always find something to talk about if you really listen to what's happening in their life and remember those things and can kind of, you know, bring yourself back to them. So I, I really think that helped me when I got to found being able to contact, being in contact with more people than I ever had been, you know, but still finding ways to connect with each of them, like whether it's remembering they have kids or remembering, you know, how they got into photography or, or any of those things, I, I think really helps me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. And you have a lot of names to remember and a lot of people that you work with. I mean, you must have to take notes somewhere, you
1: know, oh, Yeah, like Salesforce, Salesforce is yeah. <laughs> the greatest thing ever. It's like, I, I just, I just write as much down. My boss would love to hear that because he's always reminding me to take better notes, but I'm constantly just taking notes off of our phone calls that I'm having with people. And I'm a very visual person. So I remember people a lot by their imagery, you
0: mm-hmm. know, and, and
1: just seeing something and and then yeah. and Instagram helps too. I think Instagram right. helps because it gives you a little bit more of an insight into these people. So you yeah. know, just kind of come become second nature, remembering everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important. I mean, I'm always telling my people, like if you know you're gonna meet someone or you're gonna cold call someone, like you got to do a little bit of digging to get Mm -hmm. something that's going to resonate with them because Mm -hmm. they just get, you know, they have
1: so much outreach, especially right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, I just, you have to, you have to always do your homework. I I even tell my photographers this when they're reaching out to creatives. I'm like, you can't just email people anymore and say, Hey, I want to work with you. You know, I know you work at, you know, JWT or Billy or Google. It's, you know, Hey, I've done my research. I've looked at your site as a creative. I've seen the campaigns you've worked on. You know, I think that I'd love for you to check out my work, you know, and, and keep me on your radar, you know, have some sort of connection of, of why you're reaching out to these people. And I do the same thing when I am interested in someone, you know, I reach out, I tell them I like their work. I tell them why I like their work. Um, and then I give them a little info about what we do at found and, and see if they're interested um, and take it from yeah. there. Right. So, Um, I don't know what day we're on in shelter in place
0: like 90 something, (laughs) but we have to talk about it. Um, because it's definitely been a big shift in our industry, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned the illustrators, right? Illustrators are a little bit more popular before shooting started back up again. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I feel like shooting is starting minimally, um, for some and, what are things that what what are things that you guys are doing at found to kind of help people along through this mm-hmm. crazy time because i feel like there's a lot of it's really easy to get down about the yeah. industry right now yeah.
1: first i mean i got to say i think illustration over the last 5 years has seen an amazing resurgence um, even on all of the the bus shelters or mta in new york i was seeing so much illustration um, mm-hmm. So that was really exciting, but yes, it became the first thing along with stock photography in the beginning of all this. Right. And the first few weeks were glum. They were they were scary. You know, we were like, "What what's going to happen?" But you know, advertising is made to adapt, and we knew it would. Um, and I'm actually I'm already seeing people on set shooting, wearing masks, having makeup stylists with the shields in front of their faces. So I'm seeing a lot of shooting start to happen. But one way that, that we pivoted quickly was we created a shoot solutions page and we reached out to all of our members and asked us, you know, uh, and asked them to share with us what their solutions were for, for the time being, you know, whether that was locations that they had access to, uh, talent they were sheltering in place with, studios, uh, all of that information. You know, keeping in mind that you, you still want creatives to hire people, for their creative vision because they're all problem solvers and they're all solution oriented and everyone's going to have a solution for the time, but just so, you know, our creatives had a place directly to go. And there are a few of us out there doing it, which has been so helpful. But again, I'm, I'm a big, uh, a big supporter of the more places, the better, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, shoe solutions was, was our big pivot and we are still adding new members to it daily because it, you know, it's different, it's different in every state right now. Um, and I just think it's going to be important as we move through the summer and into the fall where maybe we're in lockdown again, you know, you just, we don't know. Right. So, um, but I have been, I, I really do feel so much more positive than I did, you know, two, three weeks ago, a month yeah. ago, you know, seeing people work, hearing. I mean, I even have a, a an artist in New York who is a celebrity photographer who just shot two jobs. She was trained. She, the, the staff at the magazine she works with trained her on safety guidelines that they were specifically implementing. Mm-hmm. And she was doing outdoor socially distanced shoots for these people. Uh, yeah. one of which the client was actually on set for the art director and she, you know, got together for it. One, it was just simply shooting tethered and, you know, virtually sharing
0: right.
1: her screen to edit. So I think that there's just so many things going on that ha- have really shown how we can adapt and continue creating always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the recent Vanity Fair, but in the beginning of Vanity Fair, they did like a whole behind the scenes on Mm -hmm. how Art Stryber did a drone shoot Mm -hmm. of a celebrity. And I thought, when have they ever like gone into details to tell you how that shot was created? Like I was so (laughs) excited about it. I've like told everyone, I'm like, that's, you know, that's a great thing, you know, for people to see what, what a photographer is capable of doing,
1: you know? Yeah, and, and it's giving us a lot more power again, you know, just the ability to, to possibly shoot on your own without all of these other voices and really giving people the creative freedom or asking them to come in earlier in the creative process to actually share how they can bring this idea to life from the beginning. So they're really an integral part of the project, not just someone who's hired afterwards to execute a a creative brief, you know? So I, I think that's given photographers a lot of power back to show how they create.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to give a shout out today to my good friend and colleague, Betsy Davison and her company, Space for Arts. Space for Arts is a global B2B marketplace for professional production spaces i.e. studios. Its platform presents a vetted inventory of professional production spaces with robust search tools, optimized for the needs of production professionals, supported by communication alerts, which assist in the rapid decision cycles of production. SpaceBarts offers a management solution, which mirrors entrenched practices, simplifies and automates them, thus providing a powerful time-saving resource to both studio owners and production professionals. By addressing the significant pain points for both sides of the market, Space for Arts will capture a high percentage of available bookings, becoming the industry's default resource for booking and managing production spaces. Think of it as an open table meets Airbnb meets CRM software. It's the perfect solution for professional production space integration. What are some things you could share with um, the listeners on, you know, in the beginning of all this, we all talked about ways to market, I guess, in Mm -hmm. different stages, right? A lot of it was when you're ready, then you say something, you know, or Mm -hmm. don't feel bad if you're not doing anything right now, Mm -hmm. you know, but now that we're kind of ramping up and things are taking off, um, what are some of the things people should be you know, sharing with others as ways to get themselves back out there and hired.
1: So I completely agree with you. At the beginning, it was very like, you didn't want to be tone deaf. You wanted to ask, you know, how people were doing. You didn't want to actively promote your work as much as you wanted to say, how can I help? Right. You know, and I still think that kind of set a really nice message for our industry, that that's really what, this is supposed to be about. How can we collaborate? How can we work together? So I think as people continue or start, you know, marketing their new work, let's keep in mind, a lot of people have gotten very creative and worked on amazing personal projects. I mean, I have this this duo of food photographers who created this amazing project where they, you know, it was a a triptych series of different foods, but they did stickers and then plastic food and then the real food. (laughs) And and it was so cool. They did it for several different scenarios. And that's a really cool personal project to promote. And, and so I think a lot of people are coming to the table with that sort of content. And, and it's showing how you work on your own. So I, I, I think it's, A, showing things that you've created during quarantine that were you know just self-initiated. Mm-hmm. Then it's gonna be showing work that was created during quarantine. So you can show, hey, we can continue to work. We can continue to help you. I, I do think that showing... Po, uh, pre-COVID work I, I don't know where that really falls right now um, mm. because it's just things are going to look different and we know how literal clients can be you know they're right. like okay they can shoot a portrait but can they shoot a portrait of a person in a mask right, like, <laughs> right. you know so I, I do think that we have to be really aware of the way we, we pitch our work and and just remind people that you know we're here to collaborate and call on us because we have the solutions for you.
0: Right, right. Solutions. I think that's the important thing too. Right. I find myself when I I was just doing a bank of emails the other day, and I'm always in a rush. I feel like I'm always I'm always behind. I'm always trying to catch up. And I go to write them, and I had to like go back to the beginning of the email and be like, first of all, how are you? And I mm-hmm. hope your family's okay. Because I was kind of like,
1: just I relate to that.
0: Right. Take a breath and like say what. You know, I I agree with you. Like these times have really made it okay to be more personable and yes. and act like I even know them and sort of be like I you know I just wanted to send you this because it made me smile and I hope it makes you smile too. Like something in that realm where it's like it's not I'm I'm clearly fishing for work, but I'm also you know aware that right now we just need to look at pretty things or whatever it is right mm-hmm. where it's it's that human element that I think is a nice thing that's come out of the whole situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is so funny you said that because I oftentimes write an email and then go back to the top and say, hi, whoever, how are you? Da-da-da. I have to get out what's in my head first, you know, right. the meat of the email. And then I'm like, oh, oh yes, how are you? What's, you know, and it's always hard to ask, how are you? It's, yeah. It, during this time, especially it's, it's kind of always coupled with all things considered. How right. are you doing? You know, right. Right. um, I think the most important thing in any marketing is just to be authentic, be, be real. I know that's such a buzzword, but you really have to be real. You know, my favorite newsletters, you know, and I, know he, I know you used to represent Bax and Towner and, you know, I loved their newsletters. You know, I love that they, they really gave a sense of their personality in there, you know, and, yeah. and Carmen Chan, she's another one who does beautiful newsletters like that. And I, I really love that newsletter format. I think there's nothing wrong with, with showing people who you are. You know, Mm -hmm. I always, I'm a big believer in, there might be some people listening who don't agree with this, but I'm not big on when people say your personal brand, you know, we're people, we have personalities, right. You know, and that is what I think is important is showcasing your personality. You know, yeah, I want you to have a beautiful brand for your portfolio. And so people remember you and things like that. But God, the the term personal brand always bothered me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's just your personality. Show me, show me who you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or be authentic. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a good point. Um, Cause really that is what your brand is in the uh-huh. long run. And if mm-hmm. you're, because that's how it's going to come across every time you do something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can stick to that, that's what makes you successful. I think.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Cause you know, it's nothing's worse than having this personal, you know, brand, but then it not really being who you are and and, and that.
0: Right. And then thought, you go into you know. a meeting and you're like, they're like, yeah, wow, I had no idea this is who was behind these images. Yeah. It's like when you're putting you go, all this- Yeah, when you meet Backs and Towner, you know immediately who yeah. they are, what they're yeah, I agree. They do a great job at that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so. Tell us a little. Give, well, with that in mind, let's let's share some of your authenticity. What have you been doing? Obviously, working from home is kind of the norm for you, probably for the yes. most
1: part, right? I've worked from home for the last six years, so it's been really fun watching everyone like get used to it. Even even you know my my partner, watching her get used to working next to me every day and hearing my <laughs> loud ass voice all the time. Um, so I feel I feel bad for her. Um, but what have I been doing? You know, I also love photography. So I'm new to Atlanta. I just moved to Atlanta during COVID, uh, middle of March, uh, moved from Brooklyn to Atlanta. So I've been, you know, I've been taking my camera out a lot and taking my camera out and, and going around my neighborhood. And I've always been into like street photography and nature photography. So so that's been something I've been reading a lot, but um, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to photography. Like I'm happy to sit on my computer scrolling through Instagram, finding photographers, going to their websites. Um, I really, you know, I, I don't ever want myself to be desensitized to looking at images. You know, I look mm-hmm. at thousands of images a week and, and portfolios a week. You know, I even, out of building the list that we have at, at found, you know, I have over a thousand photographers to even go through right now of, of people that my team has found for us to look at. I think that the way that I'm doing that is to... Um, gosh... I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. I look at these portfolios and I really become interested when it comes to to lifestyle and when it comes to any sort of conceptual or, you know, especially lifestyle, stick with lifestyle for a second, because I think what's keeping me really inspired with lifestyle is, is noticing, um, is, is something that actually takes you back to the fundamental learnings of photography, like that decisive moment. You know, so many people can photograph, but when are they actually capturing that moment? So I'm looking for, I've been seeing a lot of that and that's keeping me really inspired these days, like going through the magazines. And, you know, even now that we're in this phase of so many protests and um, we're at such a, a turning point in our history, I'm looking to a lot of the documentary style photography that's coming out. Um, yeah. A lot of people who are using their voices and, and really, again, just going back to that decisive moment, I'm seeing so much powerful imagery come out of it. So mm-hmm. I think just, you know, keeping... My keeping tabs and all of that has kept me really inspired during this time. Um, yeah, I think you know, it'll start... be interesting to see
0: what happens with photojournalism now. There's mm-hmm. so much, you know, there's so many photographers out there who maybe were doing portrait work or similar stuff, but not in the front lines who are now going to the streets and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, documenting this amazing. I mean, we're going through so many phases of history in a short span of time. Mm-hmm. The, the documentation of it's going to be incredible.
1: Oh, my God. From seeing the the work of people photographing nurses and doctors on the front lines to seeing people photographing protesters and police, you know, all of that. And I, how I actually think that might because I'm having some larger conversations about this within the industry and how I think that will trickle in is something I noticed, you know, back in 2008 when when the financial crisis happened and we kind of took this turn in advertising to get real authentic imagery, you know, not so cookie cutter really needed to relate. I think now we're going to see even more of that because brands are showing how they're adapting. So I, I am under mm-hmm. an NDA, so I can't say much, but I know for right now we're working on a project where, um, it's an airline, but they, they want to, uh, have someone come into the airport and photograph basically just their cleaning staff and how they're actually preparing and they're going to use that in their commercials and in their, you know, print ads and stuff. So it's, it's very editorial in style. And, and they, they, in the ask, they, they mentioned that, you know, we need something lifestyle editorial. So I don't think it's going to be pure documentary style, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be this nice mesh of, of lifestyle meeting documentary. And, And so I think there's a lot for people who just, just do documentary work to explore this a little bit more, polished, you know, produced side. And for people who just do that to kind of explore something that's a little bit more run and gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like you were saying about seeing more illustration, I've noticed a lot of illustration, even on TV ads right now, because maybe they had to get something out there, right? And they didn't know what they could do. So they used illustration. Um, But then also integrating the whole mask wearing thing Mm and everything we do and, I mean, it, I feel like there's such an opportunity for more visual assets.
1: Like I, I know, I keep on wondering if the September issue of Vogue is just going to be like a bunch of women <laughs> in like fancy clothes with fancy masks or like what they're going to do. I mean, I've seen some shoots happening where there are no masks, but I'm like, huh, wouldn't that be crazy if all the September fashion issues were like just masked people? Right. <laughs> right. You know, you see all these brands designing all these different masks. And I'm like, wow, like capitalism just takes off right away. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I saw Old
0: Navy advertising
1: masks yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like, really? Every, everyone's Alice and Olivia, too. You know, wow. but, but good for people who are, are on the front lines helping out and, and mm-hmm. pivoting really quickly. God, that's such a word now, right? Everyone's pivoting. Right. But take, you know, to, for all these brands to to put down what they're doing and make something that's important for everyone and accessible to everyone, I do think that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. I think also, I think, you know, as much as I used to say, I, I, I was a little fearful for emerging artists at, at one point because I did feel that clients are really going to need people who are vetted. You know, they're going to go back to their agents. They're going to go to places like found and workbook Mm -hmm. and ad agent in places, you know, especially with, with places like at edge and found, you know, we, we are invite only, we really verify people, not just on their, their portfolio, but on their production acumen, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and all these different factors. So I do think there is going to be need for vetted artists. And I think that's even more so why, you know little plug for me but like you know I guess that's even more why I'm like you know show your work to people get people behind you get people sharing your work because I don't think people can take that risk right now or at least for the the short term I don't think people are going to be willing to take that risk
0: yeah I agree sadly I had a conversation with a prop stylist yesterday who's he was in house lost his job now he wants to go freelance he's like oh I love the idea of being able to travel and I was like whoa (laughs) that's all gone. I'm yeah. like, I, I'm like, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but you know, the only calls we're getting are from clients we've had for 10 years who know exactly what they're going to get from that photographer mm-hmm. who don't have to be there with him to work mm-hmm. maybe. And you know, who are confident that mm-hmm. we're safe, we've done it the right way. Yeah. I I agree. Sadly, I do think it's going to be tougher Um, if you're just coming into the
1: industry for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For a little for a little bit at least. But I do feel really I think it's an interesting time in terms of like I feel like there are no boundaries anymore. Like there's no reason, you know, especially if creatives aren't gonna be on set that you know, a New York agency or a Texas agency can't use someone who's based in Minneapolis because, you know, there's that that flexibility now to say, oh, well, we've always wanted to work with this person. They have an amazing studio out there or they have all this access to all these locations. And this is exactly what fits the brief. We can't be there, but let's shoot with them. So Mm -hmm. I I do think it might kind of level the playing field for for all these professional photographers, especially within like food. I'm very interested to see like the food and beverage industry because, you know, I represent, I've always told my food photographers, you're more likely to get, you know, jobs in your uh, state or in your region, but this might kind of level the playing field of like, oh, well, we can't shoot here and we really want someone of this style and they're mm-hmm. there, let's use them. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, the, the geo, the geographical location thing I think is, is going to be important. I don't think it's, the end end will be all of everything because people will shoot with who they want to shoot with and figure it out. But I, I do think it's going to be a bit more important for a little while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as we're wrapping up, will you just share some of your like, I don't know, top three marketing solutions for
1: creatives? Mm. My top three marketing solutions. Um, be consistent. Being consistent is the first thing you have to do in any marketing. Set yourself up a plan, take it in little chunks. Like I do three months at a time, three months at a time for me is you can actually reach out twice within those three months. Um, So come up with unique ways to reach out and keep yourself consistent. Uh, So that would be my first first solution to anything because it does not help you to reach out once and then never again, you know? (laughs) Um, So that would be my first. Uh, My second would be to get creative. You know, um, marketing is, a lot of marketing is psychological. So you need to create a certain amount of impressions on someone for them to remember you. So every time that you are reaching out to someone, think of how that is being received. You know, you don't, it's great to send a newsletter or even a postcard. You know, obviously the days of, I used one of my biggest thing was like, come up with a cool direct mail, but that's not going to work right, right now. Right. So it's just, it's, it's to be creative and thoughtful in, in how you're preparing what you want to send out. Um, and my third marketing solution. Who You know what? I'm going to, this, I don't know how popular this will be, but I will say (laughs) in terms of doing your research, which is important, um, having databases are great. You know, if you want agency access, Yoda list, things like that, bikini list, if they still exist, I think those are all great options, but utilize LinkedIn. I have reached out to so many creatives recently on LinkedIn and just let them know, like one, there's this agency called Jones studios in New York. I'm obsessed with and they recently appointed a new head of production. And I just reached out to him on LinkedIn and I was like, listen, I have been following Joan forever. You guys have such creative and innovative campaigns and design work. You know, I, this is who I am at Found. I would love for you just to know that we are a resource for you. Check us out if there are any projects that come up that you, you know, like to, you know, like for us to put up talent for. So um, I think a big thing is, is using your different networks and, and using them intelligently. Yeah. you know, not bombarding people, but coming to people again, is what we talked about earlier, coming to them from a really authentic place of, Hey, I, I would have loved to email your, your email account, but I didn't have that. So I'm reaching out here. If you wouldn't mind sharing your email, um, you know, I'd love to get in touch with you again, just doing your research and having that. So those are probably my big three is, is yeah, consistency, I think creativity and, and then just using intel- your networking intelligently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I found LinkedIn in the last two months to be amazing. I feel like people were on it. People were checking it. Mm -hmm. They were home a lot and, and they're responding, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, which is another great thing that's happened. I feel like is people have had a lot more time to sort of be more focused and they're not on set. So they have time to be, you know, answering those emails and checking out your work or whatever you've sent to them. So why not take advantage of that a little bit when you can?
1: Yeah. You just, you just have to be intentional in everything you do, you know, and, and really have it come from a place of, of honesty and, and, um, Yeah, I I guess I I, I can leave you on this. You know, I told everyone when this is happening that I I used to be this person who was all about what I called the four P's, you know, your portfolio, your production, your personality, and how prolific you are. (laughs) And then it turned to the four R's where I was like, you know, this is a great time. You should reevaluate what you're doing. You know, you should should research the people you want to work with and, and you should ready yourself when work gets back to normal and and you need to be consistently promoting yourself um and then my last one was just to relax because we go through these ebbs and flows all of the time you know peaks and valleys and if you're not working right now I promise it will come back and if you are working right now be really excited for it but don't you know hold off on your marketing because you need to keep marketing for that next job um so so yeah yeah that's awesome thank you
0: so much for sharing your time with us and all your tips and secrets and um, and if you aren't a member of found I would highly suggest reaching out to JP because you do an amazing job over there and I know you support a lot of artists which is incredible and your energy is always positive um, which I think is super helpful for some of us who go through waves of not
1: being positive all the time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you very, very much. You know, I i, I- awesome to do this. I've always wanted to be on a podcast, so this is exciting. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Oh, good.
0: So tell, uh, um, tell the listeners where they can find you, or can they follow your photography, or where where do you want people to be looking for you?
1: Yes, you can definitely follow me. Um, my personal, I believe, is Pearl, uh, or JN Pearl on Instagram, oops, uh, foundartist.com, uh, at foundartist on Instagram and Twitter, uh, or you could just email me, jp at foundartist.com, and I'll answer you. Great.
0: Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Please remember to check out our website at focusonwomen.org and subscribe and listen to more episodes on iTunes or Spotify. Stay safe and keep your creative juices flowing.